Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. That was like a question. My name is Corey Draper. <laughs> Are you all here? I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are my good friends, Colin Harmon. Hey, guys. And Wes Allen. We all float down here. Oh. Thanks for joining us again, guys. We have a brand new episode chock full of news news that we're just gonna keep rolling with these news episodes it's kind of crazy for a throwback show we do a lot of news yeah but we do a lot of news thanks society there's the forward part yeah, yeah that's oh, the thing okay. well it's forward but and also past because okay. a lot of things come out that are reboots that yep. are replays reimaginings yep of the things we knew and loved in the 80s and 90s. So it's very relevant. So we are going to talk about all the latest news that pertains to the things that we loved in the days of yore. Uh, Just real quick, just want to remind you to follow us on social media at PassForwardCast. That's on Instagram, that's Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, and you can email us at PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Add us to your buddy list. Ooh. Um, We're always... we always have our away message on, though. So. Yeah, that's a good point. BRB. Yeah. Yep. AFK. So we're just going to roll right into things. And, you know, this was just a segment. Now it's an entire episode. This is what we yeah. like to call a recurrent affair. Ringtone. Okay. <laughs> as, <laughs> as always, we start things off on a light and happy note and talk about all the people that have died. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> pour, um, pour out some Kool-Aid. First one up is Toby Hooper. It's Toby, right? Not just like Tobe. Do you, do you know? It's Toby. Okay. Toby uh, directed Chain- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else has he done? He uh, he directed uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Oh, okay. There's been some recent controversy about who actually directed Poltergeist because Steven Spielberg produced it. Yeah. But it's come out recently that, or it might have been like a long time ago, but he steven spielberg kind of like took the reins with it a little more than he was supposed to so some controversy there yeah but yeah toby hooper he's a legendary director of the horror genre Uh and it's crazy that we lost george romero last month and then this month is toby hooper so just no more scary movies kids sorry everyone it's all done it's all over it's all rainbows from here uh, next one up is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now I know you guys aren't familiar with Bobby the Brain Heenan. As, Catch me up. Do you guys know? Have you heard the name before? I just did when you said it. Okay, so this is kind of a um, uh, well, well. We'll go into more of the history of this in the next episode. But Bobby the Brain Heenan was a professional wrestler and Ooh. a famous wrestling manager and wrestling personality. And uh, he, I mean, he he was quite old, but also he had throat cancer. And so he has passed away, sadly. But he was a great personality, really fun to watch. So, What does it mean by personality? What what, is it, what does it mean by personality? Yeah, like a wrestling personality. I mean, it was just, that was his character. Oh. Wrestling, did, do you not know? Wrestling's not real. I don't know if you knew this. I so, thought it, I thought it was real. Wait, oh, is it I'm, fake? I'm sorry. I, did I, is it, is this like... Hold telling on. you that Santa uh, Claus does is he have like a fake personality? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big dude. So he's a, he's a yeah he's a character. I mean it's not like he's it's not like he was themed like a themed wrestler like the Undertaker. He uh, was just like a just a larger than life character. Why was Bobby he called the Brain? 
Uh, you know, I actually don't know. He was a little bit before my time as far as like the, when I was hardcore into pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we can ask that question on our next episode. We will have a very special guest next episode where we... Yeah, hoping for it. Where, yeah, where we will um, hopefully talk about wrestling, which I know not all of you are um, into or were into during this time, but it still was a big part of pop culture, especially in the 80s and 90s. So anyway, just dangling that little carrot out there. So basically know, me and nice Colin are not enough for you no. to, to like tease like your little I need somebody wrestling else thing. You need yeah. somebody in a leotard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody who... Long hair. Was it redneck enough to be obsessed with greased up guys pretending to hit each other? Yep, so. and wrestling. Yes, that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, um, RAP, Family Matters House. Wait, what? The family, ha- the family Matters House is dead. It's been bulldozed? Yep. It's gone? They're putting a condo in its place. Oh my gosh. I yeah. just heard actually in uh, relation to that that the Full House House was sold. Yes, and I did. Like oh, yeah. They repainted the door. It's like a different color now. Like it's a, that's an icon. Hopefully they have damaged. enough exterior shots yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, got, that's a good point. Got a ton of establishing shots, I'm sure. It's sold for like millions of dollars. Oh yeah, but. dude. Family Matters is going to be screwed if Netflix wants to do another show. <laughs> I know. That's true. Like CG. And like somehow there has to be like a did I do that joke somewhere in there. Yeah, but isn't uh, Reginald Val Johnson? Didn't he die? Isn't he? See, still uh, alive? No. Is that no. an insensitive question? He <laughs> goes. <laughs> so next RAP is Universal Studios Terminator 3D. I don't know if either of you. I'm, oh, Wes, I'm sure you wrote that right. I've written it. Or write it. You. It's, it was a show. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. It's the 3D Experienced show. It. No, I really enjoyed that one. So that's a sad one to see it go. It is a sad one. I really enjoyed it because it showed me like what. Th- it was an example of how cool 3D can be. Right. Because, and this is what I tell everybody that complain about 3D movies and the 3D craze. The problem is these movies are not shot for 3D that we're seeing. So it's still not letting you kind of like immerse yourself. Uh, The example I give people is Avatar. Even though that was shot with 3D in mind, it still was shot so people can watch it on regular screens. So you still have rack focusing and stuff. Mm. But as uh, an example for Terminator 3D, if you've ever seen it, it was shot for 3D. Therefore, everything has depth. Everything has clarity. And it looks like you're looking in a window and there's so much to look at. It's all in focus. Like there's no rack focusing to take your attention away or to yeah. take you out of that world Today I that it looked like they re- literally opened a doorway and that you know you could kind of lose yourself it was pretty cool I don't remember that technology in the but 90s but anyway yeah I, I didn't see it since gosh 99 maybe somewhere in there back when that shack joke was relevant yeah <laughs> <laughs> what shack joke so they have a uh, you know you kind of have, have that holding area before you go into the main theater yeah and they tell you about how Skynet is it's super they show you kind of a PSA for Skynet and uh, or it's more like an infomercial for Skynet and all the cool technologies that it's doing and one of these things that it shows Shaq wearing an Orlando Magic kind oh, of yeah uh, not an official one, but kind of a ripoff like jersey. That, yeah. yeah, and he's standing at the free throw line, and he makes a free throw because he's wearing this like eyepiece. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that was like and it, that, that's like yeah, that would never even happen. Yeah, yeah. it was like oh my gosh, will you have Shaq make his free throws? Brilliant. So uh, they but they kept that joke the whole time. And really, the last time I wrote it, which was probably just a couple of years ago, it was still there. So. <laughs> Um, One thing that's interesting is like they they haven't said what is replacing the ride when it shuts down, but they said it's going to be a live action experience based on a high energy universal franchise, 
which my first thought was mm. Fast and the Furious, but apparently they're already building a ride yeah. somewhere else in Orlando hmm. uh, at the park for that. So I couldn't figure out what that could be. Like, there's plenty of, like, single movies that could be that, but they said a franchise, so it makes me think that the, it has multiple movies. Yeah, I don't I don't know my Universal movies that much. Like, to, they have... Because they have, they have uh, Transformers already. They have a right. Transformers ride. Do they still own DC? Like, all the DC stuff? That's WB. That's uh, Warner Brothers. Oh. Yeah. They, uh, which I don't know. I mean, they have they have Harry Potter and Universal, and that's Warner Brothers that's too. Warner Brothers so maybe there's yeah, but they say a Universal franchise, yeah. so that makes it seem specific to that. So it's like they have like uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which I thought might mm. be one. Mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect, which I, it says it's a live action experience. So oh, I wonder okay. if it's like a show. That would be so like a Pitch per- Perfect one. Fifty Shades of Grey, it's a franchise. <laughs> yeah. Despicable Me. <laughs> I would like to see like a Universal Monsters thing, but they already did like they the Beetlejuice kind of thing and the makeup show yeah. and all that. But I thought since they're doing the whole Universal Dark Universe kind of thing with like the Mummy and Tom Cruise and all that stuff, that yeah. they may make a new version yeah. of that for the. They but, probably will. But I don't know. Do Jason think, Bourne. Yeah, maybe? I was going to say maybe know. Bourne would be interesting. Oh, yeah. That would be a cool one. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it and uh, see if we were right. Mm-hmm. If we named any of the some parks, the right ones. So, speaking of Terminator, they are officially having a new Terminator movie, which I think I think it's kind of gone back and forth. I remember they announced that they were going to do a brand new trilogy yeah. and kind of reboot it, reboot it with the other one, but that didn't go yeah, so well. Genesis so. didn't do very well. Yeah. So, mm. so now I guess are they re- rebooting it again, or are they trying to save it? Well, I think what they're doing is that they're trying, they're doing a, they're kind of doing this thing where they're ignoring. Uh, it, it's it's a weird thing because Terminator can play with the timeline yeah. so much that they can ignore other things. Um, so I would imagine that they're kind of taking a few steps back to like maybe like Terminator 2 or 3 area because like uh, Linda Hamilton is coming back as Sarah Connor. So I would mm. think that it would mm. be kind of like further back in that timeline for so her to still be alive. So uh, and James Cameron is producing it. So and he hasn't been involved since Terminator Two. So I think that's really exciting to yeah. see the Terminator Three timeline. If I'm not mistaken, had Sarah Connor dying in like '97, where she had like breast cancer or something. Re- like I don't that. remember anything from Terminator Three at all. It's yeah. like I mainly only watched the first. I've seen them all, but I've only really rewatched the first two because well, those know, are the only good ones. But <laughs> I actually enjoyed Terminator Three. I thought it was pretty entertaining, at least. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't r- even touch the first two, but right. Um, yeah, it, I will. I mean, you know what? I, I I like Terminator. I saw Genesis. I'll probably see whatever they. Yeah. I, I, I'm Usually a worth for seeing, it. at least. Yeah. Maybe I, not like. I, I'm totally yeah, into I, I the I think that James debate. Cameron really spikes my interest yeah. with it, and having Linda Hamilton back in it really makes it interesting for well, me. Well, with Tim Miller directing it too, maybe he'll make it interesting. I don't know. You know. I think it'll be like humorous that way. Maybe. I mean, Deadpool was a humorous character, so I don't. I don't know if the humor came so much from Tim Miller, or or if it was just keeping the tone yeah. of Deadpool yeah. in general. So. Um, I guess you can trust him with an existing franchise sure. pretty well. So far. And uh, speaking of movies coming back, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back to Halloween. Which this is kind of a similar kind of uh, scenario where they're ignoring 
all of those sequels that have happened, like yeah. tons and tons of sequels, and they're going back to a, more of a direct sequel to Halloween 2. Just going gonna, their own way. I was going to ask about that, because one of the yeah. few Halloweens that I've seen is when it was, was it? Was it the Rob Zombie ones or something? I can't remember which one, but she dies in it. Like, they just straight up. Oh, yeah. Her. That was uh, Resurrection or something Maybe, with... Okay. Uh, it was one of the early 2000s one. So like yeah, they like drop her off a. He finally gets her. Like he yeah. like drops her off a building or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, death from a great height. Very yeah. Disney of them. So <laughs> I think they're like ignoring all that kind of stuff. And Blumhouse is doing it. We talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago. How yeah. Spawn is doing is under Blumhouse. So I think they're doing oh. like a lot of low budget kind of horror nice. movies. So. I'm excited to see Halloween with a lower budget kind of independent type That's of feel, yeah. which is kind of where it stemmed from. And it's interesting because Danny McBride is writing the movie. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, John Carpenter, which who, he directed the first two movies, mm-hmm. is coming back to produce kind of like the James Cameron scenario. Mm. And he's kind of being a creative consultant with it. That's cool. And he said he wants to score it too, which I don't know if you've heard uh, – uh, I don't know if you've heard John Carpenter's like synth music before, but he scored the original like Halloween yeah. mm-hmm. score and Gotta everything. Make a note for that. And yeah. he still he goes on tour and all this stuff. It's like really cool. I would love to see him play live, but I don't know. I think that I think that this approach with like kind of bringing people back to like something that's kind of been diluted by a ton of sequels, and not necessarily put them in the director's seat, but like kind of having them have kind of like a creative input with it is like really encouraging to me for mm-hmm. these types of movies. Hmm. Well, this is a pseudo RIP, but Toys R Us has filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Yeah, which is they're not they're not dead yet, but they're <laughs> they're not getting better either. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. very concerning. Calling yeah. you a little bit uh, more. Yeah, about I mean, like I under- from what I understand, like they're just protected. Like technically, Kmart filed for bankruptcy, but they're still existing. Yeah, like technically, barely. Mean? <laughs> yeah, and but Kmart is like the biggest uh, like retail bankruptcy ever, and Toys R Us is the second. Like really? in hmm. the matter of like how deep in the hole they are. Well, I read it was $5 billion in debt. Yeah, which is insane. And you know, that's because they're getting crushed by people like Walmart and, and Amazon, know, Amazon and stuff, are just yeah. like totally bludgeoning them. That's so. like a that's like a, like a 1% of the national debt. That's pretty big. You know? <laughs> yeah, poor Jeffrey. Just toys. <laughs> Jeffrey's going to be out for Catching a job. Catching those Jeffrey dollars. Poor buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. I can't wait for those clearance sales, though, if that happens. Heck, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Our but office is going to get even more <laughs> crazy. Oh We're going to need to put in a second floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Totally. I mean, well, and, and the writing's been on the wall for them for a long time. I mean, Amazon and just online shopping in general. Also, you know, the kids being more into screens than physical things. Yeah, there's a lot there. It's uh, and Legos are never discounted. Sorry, Lego blocks are never discounted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for correcting yourself. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Almost blasphemy uh, there. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I feel like they'll figure it out. Like, if Santa can deliver toys to all the boys and girls of the world in one night, I'm pretty sure Jeffrey can resurrect the Toys R Us franchise. Yeah. They'll try their best. That's for sure. They can deliver their wrestling personalities. Yeah. I mean, I know they're like still <laughs> trying to like wait for buyouts and that kind of stuff, but they did just like raise like a billion dollars or something crazy for them to like resurrect their situation. So I don't know. It's a weird thing where they can like raise more money, but I know, bankruptcy is weird. Finance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just glaze over when people start talking. Yeah. About it's, it, so. it's confusing at, at best. Yeah. So jumping into the realm of TV reboots, 
Uh, we all knew this has been coming for a while. Netflix is rebooting the Magic School Bus, which I think everybody is super happy about. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they and do with that. They uh, they've released a trailer for it, their first ever trailer, which you know it looks cool. It's new new animation style. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know I, we'll put post it in the show notes for y'all to watch, but it looks interesting. They have. Miss Frizzle kind of passing the baton to a different Miss Frizzle, which is her <laughs> sister. Yeah. But it's cool because they have Lily Tomlin coming back and kind of passing the torch and then and Kate McKinnon, yeah. Who is, yeah, Kate McKinnon. I uh, love that so much. Yeah, that's a perfect choice for that. Oh, really yeah. Is. I mean, I will, yeah, I, I love everything that she does, so. One thing, I'm not really that impressed with the animation. Like, I like, yeah, I, I like the animation, like, if it's, like, still graphics, but, like, the way that they animate it seems kind of lazy to me, yeah. which like, you know, it's it's for like huh. a much younger <laughs> generation than us that can like appreciate that. But it's like, it's funny to me that like they went all in for like uh, the Carmen Sandiego, how that's going to have such like a cool style to it. And this one's just kind of like, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, it's basic. like the, the DuckTales reboot, like that right. has like a new fresh look to it and this is like new but it's not so fresh yeah yeah whatever that's got to be so much pressure for them though if you really think about it of trying to because they're competing with our memories of some of that kind of stuff like if you go back and watch like original the simpsons or their family guy oh yeah it's awful they look so bad but we were all totally fine with them because your brain thinks it's as good as it is now but man they've come a long way so i think it's probably similar that maybe they're just like well we'll never make this like we can't afford to make this as good as all their memories are from when they were kids. So we'll just embrace the fact that it's intentionally shabby or low budget. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it is ultimately for kids. It's not for us. And yeah. I know kids will, will not care at all. It's just tough when they're doing reboots. We're always going to Which is like it. for DuckTales and stuff, they know that adults and kids are watching it because it's not yeah, like a kids in educational show or something like that. So they probably try a little harder in that kind of sense. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, but uh, I'll be watching matches of school bus. How about you guys? Oh, uh, for sure. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's very much a nostalgic thing. You know, just yeah. waking up in the mornings, and I never cared about science as a kid unless it was Magic School Bus or Bill Nye the Science Guy. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like they figured it out, and schools can't still can't figure it out. So yeah. that's how I learned that you weigh differently on different planets. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that episode. <laughs> it's like I still like remember that page in the book of that. Yeah. Which it, was, it was a book and a TV yeah, show, yeah, but yeah. I remember that page in the book. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Well, and the the I don't know if this happened in the book too, but in the show, like one of the kids takes off his his helmet on Pluto and his like whole head freezes, turns into ice. <laughs> oh. It got really dark there. And it was like, yeah, it was very dark. But of course he was okay. But it's like, you know, they what they did a good job of was at the end of every episode, they would say, okay, now this is what we exaggerated. They would be like, this is what really isn't Oh, isn't yeah. right like they would say you should never one would never take off their helmet in space because that would not i don't know if they would say you would die yeah but it's because of the gloves it's really hard to get the helmet off <laughs> right that's the only reason right but they would explain kind so of whenever you're in pluto yeah they basically would be their own like nerd critics and whoa that would never happen like they Literally. would kind of step forward and be like okay this is the stuff that we like that would actually never happen in real life so. right anyway i wonder if they'll keep doing that probably the next reboot is Heathers, and this is going from the cult film classic Heathers to a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so is for those listening at home, and me, can you <laughs> explain what, what like, Heathers I've is? I've never watched uh, Heathers. Heathers is like a it's like an 80s black comedy. It kind of got looped in with all the kind of John Hughes kind of yeah. stuff where it's well. like – it wasn't a John Hughes movie, but it's, since it was like a teen comedy, it kind of got looped in with it's that as like kind of 80s. like a cold '80s yeah. classic okay. kind of thing with Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Yeah, 
it's very 80s and uh yeah it's a dark it's a dark comedy i you know i it was never my thing i've seen it a couple times and first time i saw it i was like yeah okay and the second time i saw it i'm like maybe it'll be better this time that i understand what it is and i'm still like "Mm, it was okay it's i mean it's dark it's like uh, what the the premise was um winona ryder was new to a school right and she um, uh, think of it as like mean girls yeah situation. Mean girls. okay yeah yeah, yeah. and she kind of gets accepted into like this the heathers who are the popular crowd ah, but okay. she ends up hating them and then therefore decides that she wants to kill them. actually she doesn't decide it christian slater she gets in a relationship with him and he convinces her to kill them essentially gotcha. like he kills one of them first and then like she tries so, to like stop him yeah. and then he convinces her it's the right thing to do so they just keep killing to cover up their other kills uh, and uh it's like scandal but it's like yeah, they're, it's they're like, terrible people you know? it's like mean girls mixed with like jawbreaker that movie from, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. rose yep. mcgowan yep. kind of thing so okay. it's like kind of a mixture of that <laughs> that's a funny yeah that's a funny combo i like that yeah but the interesting thing about it is they said it's a 10 episode anthology series which i don't know how it could be an anthology do they focus on each heather different episodes or i don't i don't understand how that could be that kind of show they may be using that term lightly i don't know yeah but yeah. i you know it, it's whatever I, I don't know if i'll watch it but the, the trailer is available like, we can link to that in the show notes too so they released an instagram trailer so it's not like a yeah. it's like mm. square but they uh, changed one of the heathers to a, to i guess a guy or maybe um a transgender i'm not sure really? uh, i didn't really pick up which one they were going for there but uh and then they modern, modernized it but it's interesting because heather is very a very 80s name and so mm-hmm. it, obviously they have to keep the name heathers to get the yeah you know popularity but the whole thing about heathers was that every popular girl's name was Heather yeah. back then. You it's know like what I'm saying? Jennifer and like stuff rename like that. It, Ashley or it was a, co- it was a commentary on like, mm-hmm. or not like maybe like a commentary, but it was like kind of a jab at I like, if your that. name was Heather, you're like one of the popular girls. <laughs> you know, it's like one of, it's like, yeah, if we, if I don't know what a, a, a recent example of that would be, but yeah. um, anyway, probably in the future, anybody named Emma Grace. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so popular. Emma anyway. Grace. <laughs> Uh, more reboots more reboots Re- more reboots you can't do that on television I'm excited for this one Which, that is coming back this is a really weird detail about it okay Fox is in charge of bringing this back and they haven't found a network for it yet why is it not coming to Nickelodeon do like why th- is that not the like only choice for that right. I, yeah I'm not sure maybe they've decided that like it actually isn't the audience they want to go for anymore I don't but know. it's like the slime and like all that kind of stuff it's yeah, like would it be you can't would do that on same? television without that yeah. kind of do you think Fox knows that it has a lot of <laughs> networks they, maybe they forgot or didn't ask that's probably what it is <laughs> that's probably that's, that's gotta be what it is yeah that's gotta be what it is. fox fox doesn't own nickelodeon right that's, no that's viacom, it's viacom yeah. yeah so yeah i don't know or it was viacom and like what they call it's... it you can't do that on television since yeah. like nobody really knows what a television is now <laughs> you can't do that on your ipad yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it, it was, sounds trashier <laughs> it was viacom i think now viacom is owned by nbc universal is that is that right NBC Viacom yeah I mean everything's under the umbrella of maybe like four different entities so but yeah Um, it just blows my mind that Fox would be the one is it Turner is it Turner that owns it so like would it be on TBS or TNT or Adult Swim or something like that maybe no cool (laughs) (laughs) solved gavel hit (laughs) what about Spike TV (laughs) yeah that was a Turner network okay yeah Um, okay 
Joel Cola. It's coming back. It's not even a show or a movie. It's just a <laughs> soft drink that I've never tasted before. <laughs> they found a back. box in a warehouse and they're going to come out with it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, we got to sell all this stuff. Were any of you guys into Jolt? Or I, I was never I was into not it. allowed to drink it because really? it had like double the sugar and caffeine of any other drink at that time. Is it like Surge? I think it was worse than Surge. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was actually worse than Surge. It was and, post Surge. And it's going to be a Dollar General uh, exclusive thing. So you can go to Dollar General to get it for a buck. How is anything a (laughs) Dollar General? That's basically Oriental Trading Company in a store. (laughs) How is that possible? Yeah, Jolt's really aiming high. Yeah, Yeah. they got the short end of the stick on that one. Seriously. That's unfortunate. I I appreciate what they're going for there. I should have bought some Jolt Cola for us to celebrate and have a taste (laughs) test. There's always next episode. Okay, so we're leaving the rest of the episode to talk about a pretty big reboot that has recently released. Uh-huh. I myself am not, have not seen it and will not see it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I've already given away the title. It was it. Oh, oh! <laughs> you said it so many times. Yeah. I didn't even notice. You said Hello. it too. <gasps> I said it too. I said it again. Oh, <laughs> well, we can do this for a long time, or we can talk about the movie. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. So, well, it's I, important I, to you guys. Yeah. I will leave the floor to you guys. I personally, I've not seen the original, and I will not see the new one just because I'm just I'm noping the heck out of that. So. Uh, you guys feel free so to talk like about you it. don't have much context for it at all I mean I know vaguely about you know, like the original miniseries and yeah how Tim Curry was the clown and he okay. kills children well I'll give some context okay. for it uh, if you're unfamiliar with it it was it started out as a Stephen King novel in the 80s and in 1990 they made a TV miniseries with Tim Curry as Pennywise which is the clown uh, in both the book and the miniseries, it takes place in two timelines. The 50s, when the seven characters are kids, and in the 80s, which was current day back then, when they're, the kids are adults, which was meant to be the current day. Uh, now, for this new movie, they kind of shifted that timeline to so that the kids were set in the 80s, and they're going to have a sequel where it's going to be set present day. Oh. I, I didn't know about sequels. Yeah. I didn't know about the sequel. Yeah, because there is a new sequel that's like next year. Yeah, because like in the miniseries and in the book, it kind of like kind of jumps back and forth between when they're kids and adults. And that kind of keeps going back and forth. But they kind of changed it for this. So it's like just the kids in part one and part two, they're going to focus on the adults current day. Huh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. And... What is, what's so smart about that story is that Pennywise, the clown, returns every 27 years. That's why they're like kids and then adults. They encounter him both times. And the movie came out exactly 28 years from when the miniseries aired. Yeah. I, oh, that's Clay cool. Clay told me that. That is impressive. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's pretty clever of them. I don't know if they like held off and like, or that just kind of became coincidental. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, next year will be 27. So let's wait till then to release it or something like that. But uh, I saw it. I, I watched the miniseries right before I went to the theater to see the movie. Like I watched the first half of it, where there's mostly the kids' story, so I could kind of refresh my memory about it. Uh-huh. Because I, I didn't see it until like I was like in high school or college or something like that. So I vaguely remembered what it was about. Yeah. Did you watch it when it? I watched it when I was too young to have watched it, and so I don't have enough like recent <laughs> memory about it other yeah. than like uh chronic fear of clowns in some capacity <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i don't remember i like i was talking to my friend about it the other day and he educated me on a lot of the premise of it that i don't think i ever caught like i was either too young to catch it 
and understand it fully or I am a, just a very dumb person. <laughs> Both of <laughs> which were probably true <laughs> in this circumstance. But yeah, it was, I don't, I've watched it for sure, but I don't recall enough about it other than terror yeah. and fear. Yeah, but uh, so I saw the movie. Colin, you did not see the movie. I did not. Corey, you did not see the movie. I'm so this movie review is basically <laughs> on me. I probably will not see it. I'm the yeah. horror guy, so I kind of expected that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really loved this movie. Okay. And it was beautifully shot, and the kids in this movie are amazing. And like, you really believe that these kids are friends. And if you know me, I'm such a sucker for like coming of age types of movies, yeah. like with like underdogs or like outcasts. And which, which is most of the reason I love like Stranger Things that much. Who do you think would win in a fight between the kids from It and the kids from Stranger Things? Oh, <laughs> kids from It by landslide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. interesting. Which one of the one of the kids from Stranger Things is in this movie? Ooh, he plays both sides. What a spy! Oh man. Which automatically I feel like a lot of people are comparing this to Stranger Things. Uh, um, interesting. But Stranger Things was massively influenced by Stephen <laughs> right, King yeah. and the It <laughs> kind of true. thing and all that <laughs> so, stuff. Yeah. So it was yeah. like they're not wrong. But it's like I I understand why people see that comparison because it's kids in the '80s riding bikes around and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like the kid that plays Mike in Stranger Things is in it, and he wears glasses, and he is hilarious. Really? Yeah. Like he he cusses so much, <laughs> and like <laughs> like let's be honest with ourselves, like thirteen year old boys have the dirtiest mouths of anybody oh, in the yeah. world. So like I, f- I really feel like they play true to like what thirteen year old kids are like. Yeah. It's like don't even realize how filthy they are. <laughs> yeah, and like I laughed more in this movie than I have in most comedies like wow. recently. Like it was like it was funny and that's the part of the thing i loved about this movie so much is that it's not just like an outright like horror movie where it's like you're just stressed out the whole time or you're depressed by like your nightmares that are coming to you but like uh (laughs) it has so many emotions wrapped up in it and it's it's fun and you feel like really heartbroken for these kids and the situations that they're in of like just growing up Hmm. like it just has a lot of heart to it which i like i would have never written that in there i know it's like and now about pennywise which I, i'm sure a lot of people would want to know about is that i really liked this version better than the miniseries version like which I, who played it or the character they portray him as uh j- just all overall like the look of him like he kind of looks like more of like a like a vintage like turn of the century kind of clown rather than like a bozo type of modern clown okay. um which Tim Tim Curry did you know a ma- magnificent job doing uh, Pennywise, but like I really like this version a lot better. I think it's a lot creepier looking to me, and like since like he returns like every twenty seven years, like it kind of makes it seem like he has some history to him okay. rather than being kind of a squeaky clean looking clown. Yeah, he's been he's been worn through years of clowning. <laughs> he's very experienced in his clownness yeah okay got it he's seasoned but i (laughs) he wasn't in this movie that much yeah you're mentioning that which i feel like makes it a whole lot more effective like in its creepiness and it's like it's not crazy to think about because like when you think about like the old batman movies like batman isn't in it that much huh but it's like they mainly focus like on the kids and everything. So it's like that's kind of what I like about this movie so much. Like it's just not like, you know, despair the whole time or anything. Like it's a fun movie. Uh, but like 
another thing is like i know you're gonna ask me like did i get scared by it yeah and it's like if you know me i don't really get scared by movies that often um yeah it's like i was thinking when i got home i was like that didn't really scare me that much and i was just kind of laying in bed thinking about how much like i enjoyed it and mm-hmm. i stopped myself i'm like what am i doing i'm thinking of a horror movie while i'm laying at bed at night which is like rule number one of what you never gotcha. do but it's yeah. like i still loved it like i didn't get scared laying there at night or anything yeah and That's good. so i don't know what that says about me if i'm just kind of broken in the head or yeah, not you but have, like no soul well here's the thing with so i'm saying no i don't want to see it and I, I don't like horror movies simply because they're stressful to me i don't like yeah. being stressed out i want to go to a movie and feel like I'm being entertained and okay. like my heart is lightened because of it. And most horror, however, if a horror movie is really well done and I could really truly appreciate it, yeah, that's when it kind of flips. So, for instance, Saw is an example of that one. Like the original Saw yeah. was such a good and well done movie and just like a unique movie that when I saw it, I was like, oh, this was actually a fantastic movie and it didn't scare me at all. So yeah. it, it's weird. But the thing is, I never know until I actually watch it. So it's hard for me yeah. to like step out there and be like, all right. Is it like a specific Ugh. kind of stress? Like, do you not like Liam Neeson movies or 007 or? Oh, no, those are fine. Okay. It's this, the stress of like the whole time these people are panicking and trying to get away from this thing, killing them. Uh, okay. And so I put, I empathize with those people and put myself in their situation. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want everybody to live. Stop it. You know? So it's just, everybody get along, please. Well, I don't feel like it was kind of like a slasher movie in the sense that like they're running from this thing. Yeah. Like the whole time or anything. Like it's like very much like a, I don't know. It's it, a lot of time. It's kind of like more adventure or kind of. Okay. I don't know. But like, uh, yeah, like paranormal activity is an example of one that I thought was well done, but still scared the crap out of me. Okay. Yeah. And was stressful because it's like, how do you, how do you, how are you going to get away from a demon? I don't like this is so stressful. You know, like that was the thing mm. where I was just like, I never felt comfortable at all, and I don't like going to uh, like giving money to someone to make me feel that stressed out. Okay. It's like I, I kind of get more scared like ordering things from the concession stand than I do like <laughs> seeing a scary movie, which is social anxiety is a killer for me. Yeah. But it's like I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like I've kind of heard that this didn't scare most people. Interesting. So I think like if you're kind of on the edge of like I don't like to be scared, it's like I think it's kind of worth seeing. But it's like there are a lot of like kind of psychological things that are more scary about this movie like with the parents and the adults in the Uh, movie and there's like a lot of kind of just like things that kind of take it too far as far as like violence goes and stuff so it's like on that sense I can't really like outwardly recommend it to people because it's like I don't know there's some rough stuff in there but it's like I would say like not like at least like 85 percent of this movie like i would recommend but like there's like some things that are kind of i don't know kind of take things a little too far for me personally but um i'm kind of Mm. a prude with some things like that but (laughs) uh yeah but i loved the approach of this movie there were no like huge names or anything uh uh, they clearly weren't in it for just the money, which is crazy because they have been yeah. making like Marvel sized yeah, <laughs> movies. A like a lot of nickels. Like it, it has become the, us. it has become the highest grossing horror movie ever. Well, they I just think, passed uh, Exorcist for well, highest grossing. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah. See, and that's I love that. I love that because they sat there and they knew that, like, just in general, bringing things back that people have nostalgia for 
is already going to have a baseline of people going to see it. And if it's good enough and done well enough, you're going to make your money. Yeah. Like you, you do not yeah. have to lean so hard into like advertisement and big budget and yeah, all this it's stuff. It's clear that like, like with the mummy with Tom Cruise, that did <laughs> yeah. not do well. Yeah. And it's plain to see that big names don't sell things as much as they yep. used to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, ho- I really, I may regret saying this. I hope that this causes like a trend in horror movies that are moving forward with the success of mm-hmm. Stranger Things and this. It's like, I am really sick of these like possession type movies and stuff like that. It's like, I like monster movies. I like creature feature kind of movies, which mm-hmm. is this kind of more of like a monster movie. It's like, like, I Emily like, Rose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's a terrible, movie. but yeah, it's like, I want to see more of this. And I, I know that I'm going to regret saying this because people are going to see it as like, they think they have a formula for oh, it yeah. and there's going to be a lot of bad versions of it, but yep. I, I hope it does well. If it makes all that money, Hollywood's going to find a way to destroy yeah. it. <laughs> so, so true. Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, what did you think of it? Let us know. Like, send us an email, passforwardcast at AOL.com. Let us know on Twitter what you guys thought. If you saw the movie, if you're not going to see the movie, if you're a scaredy cat like me and Colin. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and on Instagram and all those places. You heard it at the beginning. Let us know uh, what your thoughts were on it, and then maybe Wes can convince you to see it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you can convince me to see it. We'll He's see. He's good at things. But, uh, yeah, so I think that wraps it up for us. So until next time. You'll float too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Later, snorks. <laughs> <laughs>